real quiet day here in women's basketball, but Sydney Colson is here. I guess we'll try and find something to talk about. Locked on women's basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Megdahl, and it has been a very long day already. So much excitement here on day one of WNBA Free Agency. There is a lot to talk about, and I have brought star of stage and screen and basketball, Sydney Colson here, because we always want to talk to you, Sid. And there's a lot to get into. We're going to talk about Sid and TP season two. Is it happening? What's happening? I want to hear all about it. We're going to talk, Sid, about your free agency news, a little bit about your journey, some of what we're seeing around the league. It's happening in real time, and I'm having a very good time trying to keep track of all of it. And then, of course, Athletes Unlimited this month. I mean, there's, there's so much. Can I share with you? A very mediocre person in sports media once said to me, we don't have a full-time women's basketball report because there's not enough year-round to justify. Yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think you can see you can see now that that, um, that has changed a lot. I mean, I think even before, you still had the W and you had the college season. So, like, there's a lot to talk about. Um, but I definitely think Athletes Unlimited has, has helped there be even more pro basketball to talk about stateside more for people to um, be able to like readily see in person. So I think that's really amazing too. Um, But yeah, Howard, I mean, I'm excited to talk to you today. We got a, we got a lot going on in the W. So this will be, this will be fun. I think so too. I want to start with Sid and TP season two. So take me through, do our, is it a go? Do we get to do it? It was just what I hoped it would be in season one. And we talked about it on the show previously. Tell me where we are with it. Well, right now, um, we're just trying to get the funding for season two. So, um, you know, I like to live my life in a, like what's meant to be will be. I think if it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. But like, I, I definitely want to see a season two. It was, it was just honestly so, so fun and so rewarding to see people's feedback season one and see how many people um, enjoy getting to know us better. Even though that's not like 100% me and TP, it is pretty close to how we act outside of, <laughs> outside of uh, the show. So we're just uh, keeping our fingers crossed and TP and I are going to a lot of different places just to have more people know our faces and get to know our humor, uh, get to know us as people and hopefully want to be, a part of the show, hopefully want to give some money to be a part of the show. So that's kind of um, why we were doing that whole press, that whole press tour after the season ended, um, going on talk shows and yeah, just a lot of visibility in hopes that it'll help the show and we'll be at some Super Bowl stuff um, next week. And, or I guess that's this, whenever that is next week. <laughs> and um, yeah, just take it from there. Just, yeah. 
we, we, so an RGG Spear, of course, spend time with you as part of the press tour, being able to amplify it. We're amplifying mm -hmm. it here. I, you know, again, I just which want to appreciate, which we truly appreciate. We thank you for that. Listen, it's, it is our pleasure. And again, it goes back to this is, look, is this the ethically, morally right thing to do to bring more women's sports coverage into the world to make sure that you and TP have a chance to tell your stories? Yes, it is. But here's why people should be doing it, because there's bagfuls of money to be made. Or is it bags full of money to be made? <laughs> Maybe it's both with being able to support, amplify these kinds of stories. And everyone who saw it had the same reaction. Those of us who know you guys, those of those in women's basketball who got to know you was like, this is real. This is authentic. This is the legitimate stories that need to be told. And it's funny as hell. I just, companies, companies, there's a vast majority. I, I just wrote about this in Forbes. There's a vast majority of uh, women's sports fans who say they have a more positive feeling about companies and are likely to spend money with you if you support women's sports endeavors. So I, I, I'm putting out the red alert. I'm going to continue to do it. I am, you know me a long time now. I, I don't just go once or twice on something. I'm going to go hard <laughs> at this. We're going to make sure people know there needs to be a season two. We are here for it and really excited about it. Okay. So that is established. We're going to keep coming back to it. Companies reach out as soon as you can. Yep. Let's talk about your free agent news. Yes. Okay. And you have re-signed with, I'm just, I'm just going to look. It's the uh -huh. Las Vegas Aces. I guess they, the, the name rings a bell. They're not bad. They're not bad. They, you know, they've won a couple of championships over the last two years. Yeah. For you, though, for real, you know, you've obviously been such a significant part. And everyone up and down the roster. In fact, you all talk about the role that you have played in winning these titles. Was this a hard conversation? Are you exploring your options? Like, take me through what your thought process was going into free agency. Howard, there haven't been many options for years. <laughs> like, this has been the option. Um, but for me, like, I don't stress about that. Even if the Aces hadn't brought me back, I would I would have just been grateful for the time that I spent mm -hmm. being a professional athlete in the W, like, because it it was rewarding. I learned a lot. I grew a lot um, as a player and person. So for me, um, I don't know. I just, I find it super fitting that it's been the only option because um, it's worked out. It's worked out great because <laughs> obviously we've won, but it's worked out uh, well for me individually because I really do think that it's just the best fit for me and where I am in my life just because of the people that surround me, um, teammates, um, staff, front office. Like, it's just – it makes the most sense, the fans. Uh, so – yeah, there wasn't a lot of shopping around. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of shopping around to do. It wasn't talking to anybody. Like people have wasn't a tour, is what oh. you're saying. There wasn't a tour. There wasn't a tour, Howard. People have wanted me, like people reached out to me and and uh like multiple seasons prior, like people would be asking me, like, do I want to coach or like come on staff? But like I still wanted to play. So yeah. no, I don't want to be on a staff and if I hadn't got an opportunity to play, like I would have just moved right into acting because 
coaching just isn't what I want to do right now. So I always just feel like I trust the the path that God has me on, and and like whatever is for me, I think it's going to come. And so I don't I don't stress about anything. Like I really don't. You have now played 210 games in the WNBA regular season, another 18 in the postseason. And we've talked about, because I, I don't know how many times you've been on the show, I think five or six at this point, yeah. like one of our regulars, which we yeah. appreciate very much. Mm-hmm. And and I guess I just wonder, we know how much of a challenge that was, how hard mm-hmm. it was to kind of break into the lead. Does that play a part in it for you as well? That because it was such a challenge to get that role, that it's trying to maximize how long you get to do it on the, you know, on this side of it. For sure. I got to experience um, at a young age, like rejection, like as a young pro. And um, I think I've always been a resilient person and a motivated person. But, like, it's tough to get back into the league. I've had to do it two or three times now. Um, but, like, I'm I'm fortunate that it happened to me when I was young because it's been easier every other time that's, like, a no was said to me. And, honestly, all those times that no was said, something else popped up in my life that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was playing. So it all, in hindsight – it all made sense to me. So when stuff happens to me nowadays, I don't, I don't trip about being rejected because I'm like, it's being worked out for something else. And that's just like, for me, a way to live my life. And uh, that makes it not like stressful and you don't have to worry because you believe that things are for a reason. To see this path has been inspiring, I know, to so many people. So I'm delighted you get to share it. I'm delighted. No, to- Honestly, sorry not to cut you off, but I just hope that people look at their own lives. Like it's not just about sports for me or like the rejection in that. Like a lot of us experience rejection on several scales. Like that is part of life. You're not meant to go through this life with ease. So mm-hmm. for me, when it happens, it's like there's a lesson probably in all of it. If you really stop to think about it and you don't just like react to it emotionally, there's probably something to learn from it. Either you weren't ready or that person didn't deserve you or like they people didn't see your worth. So you needed to be somewhere else. So I think if people try to view their situations like that when there are difficulties that arise, like it'll be much easier to move forward. It's true. And I can also lay claim to having seen the fruits of that on the other side, having seen you celebrate championships each of the past two years. So it but it's it's a great universal lesson to take. Um, as always, I will just tell you all, listeners, listen to Sydney Colson. We have a lot more to get into, of course. Sid, I, I, I may be breaking this news when I say it, but uh, yours was not the only deal uh, that was made official today. So we're uh, in segment two, going to talk all about that, a lot of WNBA tea still to come. But first, I want to tell you guys about Prize Picks, one of our sponsors today. And Prize Picks, of course, is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America and the easiest daily fantasy sports platform to use. It's just you against the numbers. You just pick between two and six player stat projections and you pick more or less. If you if you get it right, you win. You're not going up against pros or sharks. You just choose you against the numbers. And they have some innovative ways to do it now. There are combo projections across multiple sports 
football and basketball with the specials league. So you could do like LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at 10 and a half combo of three pointers made and receptions. You can even go into community plays tab and play against people like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. So go ahead to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. I have a special offer right now, a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. Again, that is prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So obviously, so when we move beyond just you and we look at some of the other moves the Las Vegas Aces have made, I understand that Pancake Gustafson, the Cordy belonging to Megan Gustafson, has signed with the Aces. Is that something you can confirm for our audience at this time? Right. I just, I just saw that. I didn't, I didn't know. Like I saw people talking the other day, like when they were saying uh, Megan might be signing, they were talking about her dog. And I wasn't. Yeah. People are funny, but we obviously have a lot of dogs on on the aces. And so just one more fur baby to add to that bunch. Is that a challenge bringing in a new a new dog to a group of existing dogs? And is that a metaphor for how team building happens? <laughs> it's you just made it one, but I don't I don't have my girlfriend has a dog, but um I don't know what that is gonna be like. I don't know like a um, I don't know her dog's personality. I don't even know the personality of Corgi's. I I will say this. So so Megan is going to be great to get along with as yeah. she covered her dating back to her college years. Pancake even easier. Pancake oh. makes the situation better. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it, like it's hard to say. Like, oh, you guys are the defending champs, and now you've added to it. But like, I I think the mix may have gotten even better thanks to Megan and Pancake, without question. But obviously, also. Like, Bringing Kia back and Kia Stokes here on a on a two year deal. Um, first of all, seeing Kia get paid, you know, seeing her go, and uh, we were able to report over at the next 100k, 103k. You know, making sure that there is value assigned to what she does. We've talked about it, right? But how do you think it? What does it speak to about what Kia Stokes means to you guys that she's brought in multi year deal, making sure that she is defending the way she always has? She's to me, Kia is just like so solid and so consistent. You, you know exactly what you're getting. Mm-hmm. And um, the crazy thing is she's capable of even more. Like she probably she probably doesn't even realize like how much more she can give offensively. And mm-hmm. people um you know, like have a lot of, uh, this is just like Twitter and social media in general, people are just negative, but you know, you always, they talk a lot about, um, they're not scoring enough. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, we got a lot of people who can score. She's very solid on the defensive end. Um, very sturdy. Like she's held us down for in a starting position for what a year and a half, or maybe like a little under a year and a half. Cause she started playing in that 2022 season. Like, Sort of like later in the year she started starting. But for me, like Kia can really shoot the ball. Like she can score well. It's just when she gets in her mind to be like more dominant offensively, then like that could even be even more value that she's adding. And she already adds a lot. So, you know, hopefully she just keeps understanding like 
that what she brings is great, but she's capable of even more. Um, but yeah, it's good to see that um, the team sees her value and, sh- and showed her in a, in a monetary way. Year after year, Kia Stokes teams make the playoffs and people yeah. treat it like a series of one-off coincidences. Yeah, she's a winner. Blows my mind. It's, it's she she goes overseas and she wins championships. This is just what Kia Stokes does. So it you know it's obviously great to see. Yeah, just in terms of like the negativity of social media, I I I would urge people just like follow Sid on Instagram and TikTok. That's like mm-hmm. all you need. That's I I don't I don't get a lot of value out of much of the rest of it. I would just recommend <laughs> that to everyone. Um, but in terms of like where you guys are, I know. Obviously, Candace Parker has a decision to make, right? And you look at this group, you look at, you know, sort of how you guys have all come together. Do you feel like when you think it through as a collective that there's a sense of like, all right, there are these two paths, but we know how to navigate either one? Or is it is it more of a like holding pattern before you kind of move forward in that way? Wait, say that. Say that again. Just in terms of Candace and, and, you know, giving Candace the space to make her own decision about Mm -hmm. what she wants to do going forward. Do you guys start to make plans with we're going down two tracks and we give her the space to do it? Or is it more is is there a little bit of waiting at this point to sort of see where she is? Um, Howard, I just sit back and (laughs) see what's going to happen. I'm not part of no planning, but I I would want uh, Candace to be back. It was cool having her. as a teammate, uh, yeah. obviously this is a Candace was somebody who came into the league and did something that like hadn't been done. You don't have a lot of rookies come in and dominate mm-hmm. a professional women's league or just a professional league. Um, so she was a people throw it around way too much, but she was actually a generational player and talent. And so, and then her her mind, she knows the game very well. Obviously, we see her as an analyst on TV now, but I think. Um, you know, Candace, she knows what she wants to do. I'm sure she's waiting for her. And she, you know, like the older we get, obviously you're listening to your body too. Mm-hmm. Um, injuries don't make things any easier, but like I said, she's, um, she was and is a generational talent and what she brings, um, anything that she might not bring physically, she's going to give you something mentally um, and what she sees on the floor. So, yeah, like, I hope that she'll be back, um, but time will tell. It's interesting, just even from, like, a media perspective, you know, there there is uh, – ultimately, we're trying to inform people about what's going on, right? But there are also – there are these certain stories where you just feel like, all right, that person has earned the right to tell her own story. And so right. to kind of have that space as she does, as somebody – We've, I consider it a rare privilege to have been able to cover her for mm-hmm. her career. It's something that I think our grandkids are going to be talking about, the legacy that she put forward. Because like you said, this is someone not just generationally in terms of what she accomplished, but also just the way in which she played the game. And has changed the way I think a lot of people have thought about the way you can, cha- you can change the game. So, yeah, it's something where we hope to see more of her. She has earned the right to do whatever she sees fit. Uh, going to be fascinating to see. But the the flip side of this, in terms of the last part, before we get into Athletes Unlimited, which we, we have to talk about because there is it is deeply compelling. And I was just talking to Kalani Brown about this today. Um, but the fact that the team, regardless 
of that decision where the core is built. It's signed multiple years in so many cases. Does it feel like there's a level of confidence going into 2024, even beyond what you had last year? Because you guys just did something nobody's done in 20 years in this league, and that's back-to-back titles. Yeah, I think there's definitely a level of confidence, as there should be. Um, You know, even if it wasn't back-to-back, just after accomplishing – you know, winning a championship, it's a big deal. Um, but obviously, like, as time goes on and the next season's about to start, it doesn't matter anymore because it's a new year. We've see, seen all of these free agency moves. Um, so teams will be looking very different than they did last season. Um, but I think, you know, the thing about our team is that we remain confident through, like, whatever the situation is and we remain together. So, um it is a scary thing to see that like our core has remained the same and um, a lot of pieces are back and they're good new additions. Um, so yeah, I think that warrants like a level, a level of confidence for sure. Literally changed the timeline of some other uh, franchises to understand that, you know, this is now and looking uh, to get beyond it. It's, it's fascinating. Just the, the impact you guys continue to have on this league. All right. So lots more about the aces to come. I think they will come up again at some point in the show here in 2024. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty decent bet, uh, but we want, we got to talk AU. So segment three yeah. coming up all about athletes unlimited. Uh, we'll get right back into it, but first. want to let you guys know about, FanDuel and there the Super Bowl is coming up and it's not just a chance for the Sid and TP show to be meeting people to be able to endorse it is also a chance to watch football is I think the game it's a game if listen there are times where there isn't women's basketball on AU hasn't started yet okay fine turn on a football game and if you do Use FanDuel, America's number one sports book. You can go ahead and place a Super Bowl bet of any kind. If you bet $5 or more and you win, you get $200 in bonus bets. There's bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, so much more. I believe they have this, what color will the Gatorade be, which is always my personal favorite prop bet. Just go over to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Back here with Sidney Colson in segment three. And so I just want to lay this out. For listeners, you, you, you've heard from Maddie Segrist, you know, you have heard from critical players across the 40 person roster at Athletes Unlimited, 18 of whom are currently on WNBA rosters. But one of those 18 and, and, and it just Kalani Brown got a little emotional talking about it earlier today about when I said to her, what does Athletes Unlimited mean in the arc? of your career ahead of, you know, again, Kalani got paid a three-year deal and somebody who's worked really hard to get here. And she said, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here if not for the confidence that Athletes Unlimited gave me. And so when I hear that, I just think in what ways is the sisterhood of Athletes Unlimited helping you guys boost one another? Forget on the court with the competition is elite off the court. Take me inside that. 
Um, I think uh, a big part of it, like that confidence that Kalani is talking about, is just that you have people who are like we're living in the same place, we're practicing in the same place, and we're like passing one another by. Even if you're not on the same team, like you're seeing somebody after your practice or before your practice, and um, we hang out with one another. Like after the week's games, like usually the players and the staff. Like, they set something up for us to all go to the same place and like have drinks, appetizers, just talk and hang out. Um, and then you have a draft the in the next couple days and then you're with a new team and then you kind of do it all over again. Um, but I think it's really like the camaraderie and the fellowship that we're able to do because we do a lot of stuff off the court just that like um, our staff will help set up or that our PC um, will help lead, um, the different speakers will come in, different speakers will come in and, and talk to us. Cause so there are so many like, uh, educational and like enrichment opportunities that you have no choice, but to get to know one another better. And so therefore you want to root for one another. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, my situation was similar to Kalani's like hers was confidence just to, I guess, continue to grow in the player that she was, uh, growing the player that she is. And for me, it was just the ability to be seen for another mm-hmm. year because I was out of this, out of the league um, and still wanted to play basketball competitively. And that's when AU basketball came around, or AU Pro Hoops came around. So, yeah, it's given a lot of people uh, a chance to change the trajectory of their career or of their mindset um, and you know, hopefully people keep seeing the value, not just in, cause there's, there's value in playing an AU outside of getting a WNBA training camp contract or something with the WNBA. Like yeah. you can also go there just to be growing as a person and player. And that too should be enough. It, it, it should. And in so many cases it is. I, I'm also struck of course, by the fact that when we think about just, you can just run the numbers, right? There are not 144 players in the WNBA, as we know, because there are not 12 teams per roster because of a salary cap that needs to change and hopefully will change with a new collective bargaining agreement. So just run the percentages, 18 currently players on WNBA rosters. That's an enormous percentage of WNBA players getting to know one another and being able to understand who you guys are as people, as you head into what most people expect will be a CBA negotiation, how important do you think that is for solidarity for a, a group who are in a very similar place professionally? How much do you think that will matter? Um, I think it matters because you have a chance to get to know some people better that you hadn't been in close proximity to before. Mm-hmm. Um, to talk about things y'all hadn't talked about. Talk about the CBA and what that'll look like and what certain people value. Um, and uh, yeah, I think just from like a, to speak on like the competitive aspect one more time though of AU, like there's also a lot of value because you have a lot of people who may just maybe didn't get an opportunity to crack into the W, but they've been uh, vets overseas for a long time. And so even the enlightenment that they've gotten over the course of their career can careers can help a younger player in the in the w for instance and help you understand like the business side of things and 
how to look at things when it looks one way, but this is really what it is. Um, and yeah, so I appreciate that part of AU too, just the mixture of people that we have and the ability that older players can give to younger players and vice versa. There's somebody on the AU roster of 40. Um, I'm just looking for a scouting report on her. Uh, Teresa Plaisance. Uh, I think she's a center. Um, what can you tell us about about TP uh, as a player? Um, what what what's new? What did she added to her game since we last saw her? I mean, you know, TP was she was out for a minute because of uh, the fracture that happened to her eye when she was in Seattle. So um, she probably got back to being able to play like towards the end of the W season. So you know, a minute that she was gone. Um, so, yeah, I think she was just getting back into the swing of being able to um, compete again full speed. And, um, you know, I know that she's uh, taking it off the bounce a little more, which she told me, which is crazy for a 6'5". And you know, I feel that ability to shoot, um, to be solid defensively. Um, yeah, but I'm looking forward to seeing what she'll do um, in AU this season and um, and to see like where where she'll sign because I know a team got to pick her up. Somebody's got. To. I mean, she just she was a stretch five before stretch five was a thing. Thing for sure. Yeah, and I think her like her defense is a little underrated. Like she'll she blocks a lot of shots. I can't remember what the stat was in, in like the year that we were playing together, but um, yeah, she's a sneaky sneaky shot blocker, rebounder, rim protector. Yeah. Can, can stretch the floor. Yeah, I feel like this was as much like us coming up with assignments for people as it was a conversation, right? Like businesses come, throw bags of money at the Sydney TV show, <laughs> teams, go sign TP. Thanks. Everybody has their <laughs> orders, right? And so yeah. we'll, 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 we'll go on from there. Well, Sydney Colson is always great chatting with you. Uh, congratulations on all you are doing. Uh, and thank you for sharing your time with our listeners. To our listeners, thank you for making us your first listen every day. We will be back tomorrow. The great Jackie Powell is going to take you through free agency in case there's any more moves, which there may be quite a few because my phone has been going Probably. a little crazy while we're recording. So I'm thankful yeah. about it. So until then, I am Howard Magdal wishing all of you a wonderful Thursday. Welcome to Wallet. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball.